We have this amazing opportunity in our world today to share what we do and sell and think online. It's pretty powerful and unheard of historically, but we hear about it all the time. Every other email I get tells me about the power of online business and how I can embrace it. It's like some cure-all for every struggle in the 21st century, and with the constant barrage of you have to do this, I'm personally getting kind of sick of hearing about it. But those emails aren't completely wrong. Having a website is pretty damn powerful for your business. The reach and customer education and trust that you can build online truly is unparalleled. It's the absolute least you need to do to be found and trusted by the people you want to help in the world. You need a website, you just do, and it needs to be great. But when you start building or rebuilding that great, amazing website, you start really quickly to realize that there's actually a lot that goes into the process behind the scenes, and you might make a couple mistakes along the way, even if you're a pro. It's not all just cute pictures and perfect prose that pours out your fingertips into your keyboard. There's a whole lot of work that goes into every single page on every good website that you've ever visited and you'll be more acutely aware of all of that work when you're in the midst of trying to make it happen for your own site. So that's where this particular post comes from. Because I've been redesigning my website over the winter months and the spring and still now in the summer and I've made some mistakes, my friend, along that way and so I want to share them with you because I'd love for you to learn from them. Look, I've been online for five or six years already and I've redesigned my site oh, like every year probably, basically. <laughs> it's tedious, but every year I look at it and think this is not good enough, so I decide to try again. I do a few tweaks to the fonts or the colors and then I walk away for another day because it's a lot of work. This year though, I decided to really make it stick. I decided to do a full website redesign and rebranding. I wanted to really dig in and complete the thing in a way that would make me feel proud and would make you happy when you visit it and then stand the test of time so I don't have to come back this time again next year and start it all over again. And even though this is technically my job, this whole planning, making websites, rebranding, messaging, I've still made the same kind of mistakes anybody else might make. And I've watched my own clients making them too, so I've learned from our collective mistake making, and I want to share with my brain with you today so that you don't have to learn these things the hard way, because it sucks. So here are five mistakes we make when we are rebuilding our online home. Mistake number one, we start with the wrong step. Look, I get it. We get excited and we look at all those beautiful websites and color palettes and logos and we want the finished product like now. The thing is though, you can't get there from here. There are other things you need to do along the way before you call a designer or a photographer to help you make that beautiful site happen visually. You need to figure out what your brand message is first. You need to know what you're all about beyond the product you sell, beyond the service you provide. Why do you sell it? Why does your customer need it? What else does she need and why is she avoiding it? What broken piece of her world are you trying to help her with? Now, don't tell me you're not. 
because oh yes you are <laughs> or at least you should be your message needs to be about more than the transactions it has to be about something real and you need to know what that is long before you talk to your designer because it is not her job to figure that out for you you got to plan for this in your budget and in your timeline or you're going to have a tough time getting that site up and running and doing its job without this work done in advance so you got to start here before you move on to the fun stuff one, figure out your message. What do your customers need to hear? How will you tell her this in a uniquely you kind of a way? Two, your website's purpose. What do you want people to do, think, and feel when they land on your site? Are they here to get to know you, or do you want them to buy from you right away? Get clear on this early on, because you need to make every page with that purpose in mind. And three, really this should be one, your audience you got to know your people. They should really be the first step. You need to know your audience better than yourself. And her needs should be at the absolute top priority for this website. If they aren't, you got to go back to the starting line. So figure that stuff out before you move on, kitten, or your site is going to end up unfocused and off track, and your designer might have a coronary. <laughs> Just saying. Mistake number two. We skimp on the right kind of planning. I'm a plan fanatic for sure, but even I fell into the same mistake with my web design adventure as I see people making all the time with their writing projects. I mean, I actually planned everything, I made a million lists and I drew a million ideas and I pinned a million pins, but I didn't do the next step very well. My plans didn't include the right kinds of outlines until I got partway through the creation process and it stalled. Yeah, I know. I'm the one who's obsessed with telling you to make outlines all the time when you're writing, and I didn't do the right kind for this enormous project. It caused some problems for me too. I realized at some point that websites have different kinds of outlines uh, than blog posts or than other written things, and when I figured what those were, things got way easier. You need to outline these things before you start tackling your site design as well. One your sitemap. You need to be clear about what pages you're going to have, what their purposes will be, and how your audience is expected to move through them. Draw it out clearly and stick it on the wall. There's going to be arrows everywhere. It's going to be a mess. Make a clear one. That's going to help you to know exactly which pages need to be created, when they need to be created, and how they should feel as people move through them. Two, your written copy. Okay, so this wasn't too difficult for me because every time I write something, the first thing I do is make an outline of it. That's just the way my writing process works. And I'm obsessed with trying to get you to do the same thing. So this should not be a surprise to you. You gotta outline and then write out your web copy for each page with your message, your purpose, and your audience in mind. Just do it. This provides a backbone for all the visual design and the user experience work you'll either do yourself like I am, or you'll hire up to the pros. So you've got to have it. I can't tell you how many times my business partner, Amanda Creek, who's my favorite web designer on the planet and helps me all the time, she contacts me regularly with clients who haven't even begun to think about their written copy yet, and they just arrive at her, you know, proverbial door to get a website created, but they have no content for it. You got to get this figured out, even if you're hiring the pros to do the design. 
three, a visual mock-up of the pages. This is one of the things that I did not do. (laughs) I skipped it um, until later. I drew a super basic wireframe for each page in my bullet journal, and then I jumped right into my WordPress site thinking that I was ready to go. But it was like running through water, trying to make it work. I hated it. So I asked Amanda what to do, and she reminded me of what she does before she starts building pages in WordPress. She makes a visual mock-up in Illustrator, like an actual first draft of what the page is going to look like with fonts included and images and columns and all of that sort of stuff. It's like a first draft that you can then revise and edit in WordPress on your actual website. Genius! She's a genius. So I did my different outlines, like a good little website redesigner, and it made an enormous difference. Learn from this mistake, friends. Outlines are not just for blog posts. They're for everything. And the visual ones are just as important as the bullet point ones. Who would have figured? That was mistake number two. Mistake three. We forget about the photos. Once you've done all that work figuring out what your audience needs and planning it all out beautifully and then writing things out lovely, you're tired or maybe you're out of money. If you hire a copywriter like me or a developmental editor to get your message figured out, get your copy written and your site planned and then you hire a designer to build the whole thing and make it beautiful and really encapsulate your visual brand personality and then you realize you need a photographer too, by that point your well is probably run dry. So you need to plan and budget for this at the outset instead of being surprised midway through the project that you need all of the pieces to work together at once and you're the one that's going to have to come up with them because copy design and photography need to work together in order to make your site the kind of magic that you want it to have you can't just have one thing and then hope that your website's going to meet your expectations it's going to fall short in fact i'm looking at one of the pages that i'm still building on my website and i'm realizing i can't quite share it yet Even though everything, you know, theoretically is ready, I have great copy and I made some cute illustrations that go really nicely with it. It fits really well in the page design that I created and planned for it. And I even have all of the other pages built that it links out to. So it's completely ready to go. Except I don't have the right photo for the header. And the only photos I do have of me are two years old and don't look like the real me anymore. I could grab something else from one of my folders of just generic branded photos, but I know it needs to be special. So I'm waiting for my business best friend uh, who was just here visiting and took a whole bunch of great photos to finish the edits on them and send them over to me so that I can choose the right one to go into this page before I share it. She's going to have that stuff ready for me real soon, so I'm super pumped about it. I'm really excited, but it's not yet ready. We planned it all ahead of time, and I'm super glad about that because I know that this is one of the most important pieces that was missing in my other redesigns, this whole photo element, and we really planned out the photos that we wanted in order to fill in the design that I wanted to make. Mistake number four, we think, but I'm supposed to, too often. This one is simple. We know enough to know that this is a big job. We know enough to know that we don't know enough. That's good, right? That's a really great step when you're tackling a huge project and you're not an expert. Even if you are an expert, you still need to know that you don't know all the things there are to know. But then we get too wrapped up in all of the advice that we go searching for. 
We can find anything online, right? There's a million blog posts about all of the different pieces of it, like the one that I wrote that this podcast comes out of. That's not good. (laughs) That wealth of information, although it's really, really helpful, can be overwhelming and it often contradicts itself. If we get too stuck in that mode of trying to do what we're supposed to or what we're told to, we end up losing touch with the thing that made us really stand out in the first place, our own way of doing these important things. Listen to your gut sometimes. Listen to your creative voice in your head and let that be fun for you. If you aren't the kind of person who would write an about me page, make a video or draw a map of your progress. Do you love cupcakes, but you sell flowers? Have pictures of you eating cupcakes while you create beautiful arrangements. Have some fun, would you? It's your home you're building, so you should make it feel like you live there. If it's the same as every other florist or consultant or artist, it won't do its job of showcasing who you genuinely are. And that brings us to mistake number five. We don't trust our pros. So yes, this is directly contradicting the last point a little bit, but we do know enough to know that we don't know enough. And that is a good instinct. It's just in the over searching for advice that we overwhelm our own voices. For example, I'm a pro at messaging and copywriting, right? I'm also an illustrator who's still learning, but pretty good at creating my own brand graphics. I'm even a pro at organizing and outlining a website. It's what I help my clients do before we even get started writing. But I am not a photographer, and I am not a developer. I'm not a designer, even though I do a fair amount of DIY design for my own stuff. So before I started my website design, I made sure to have a pro I trust for that. I'm not a pro at legal or accounting stuff either, so I have a pro I trust for those things. I have a pro I trust for the software I use. And here's the key to avoiding this mistake. When I get advice from those pros, I listen to them. Sometimes I don't agree with a design tip or a photography idea, but it's usually because I don't understand it, because I am not the pro in that area. So I say, I don't understand that, can you explain why it works better this way? Or I say, this is the reason I wanted to try it the other way, can we make it work for that as well? And then I listen. There's a big difference between letting your creativity and uniqueness shine through shooting yourself in the foot because you didn't listen to your pro when she gave you really good advice. The opportunity we have to share our businesses online truly is amazing. You can do it in a way that won't kill you or your creative spirit, but not if you ignore this stuff. So take my advice in this, I'm the pro here, and try your best to avoid these dumb mistakes I made because you don't have to, trust me. And good luck with your redesign. I know you can do it, and I'm excited to hear more. You can go and check out my blog at withakwriting.com and find the post that inspired this podcast. It's the top post on the blog page. And leave a comment there telling me what you hope to get out of your website redesign. Thanks for listening. See you later.